Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the You're Still Here podcast. This episode is proudly brought to you by Saved by the Bell Season 2, available on Blu-ray from all your favorite local digital merchants. Saved by the Bell Season 2 was actually the first season when they went to California. Actually, let me rewind that for those of you who don't even know. You may have heard of the Saved by the Bell reboot that's currently airing on the Peacock Network, but Saved by the Bell was an extremely popular show from the 1990s that was featured in a fictional town called Bayside, California. However, season one, it was actually not even called Saved by the Bell. Anybody who has watched it would know that it was called Good Morning, Miss Bliss. And the reason I bring that up was because it was set in Ohio. The show was set in Ohio. Then the very next season, it had a new name, but it was the same school with mostly the same students and the same principal in the same classrooms. How do they explain that? No one ever went like, well, what the hell? What was that whole thing that I watched about that Ohio school? Why does Zach Morris with the same name from the Ohio school have a new dad? Why does this guy have a new dad? And they never had to explain themselves for it. Back then, remember, this is all before the internet. You can't look this up. The reason this is crazy is because there was like a certain level of ignorance bordering on craziness. Your average person idolized these people on television because they really thought these things were real. For example, I know you're probably not going to believe me, but in the 90s and 80s and any time before the mid-90s, before the internet really kicked off and lots of things were exposed, your average person in this country thought that WWE, WWF wrestling was real. I know you're saying, what are you, are you out of your mind? No. In the 90s, 80s, people thought wrestling was real. Your average adult was led to believe that wrestling was real. You can't look it up. You can't go to Google. There is no Google. You actually just believe that these people were fighting because also remember there was no UFC. UFC was illegal. The only fighting that you ever really saw was boxing and boxing was its own thing. But when you saw the WWE wrestling, you actually believed that those were real fights going on. How crazy is that? Watch news segments about it. A huge story broke in the 90s that actually revealed that wrestling wasn't real and it was considered like a bombshell report. How You watch that thing, that's impossible. No, people thought that Andre the Giant was a real guy named Andre the Giant fighting a guy named Hulk Hogan. And they thought that Hulk Hogan fighting Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3 was real. 90,000 people showed up to watch Hogan body slam and leg drop Andre the Giant, a guy they believed was from the French Alps, an actual giant. Well, that's not fair because he was an actual giant, but he wasn't an actual fighter. I'll parlay that into what you're seeing now, all the mask arguments that have been happening for the last year. Anytime, whatever you believe on it, when you get into an argument, just tell someone like, you know what? If this was 30 years ago, you'd think wrestling was real. Yeah, you. You would think wrestling is real. Okay, so when, when you're arguing with me about the Delta variant, which you just learned about, just remember you thought that Andre the Giant really got body slammed. Well, let's open that can of worms for the first time. The people I have a problem with are the ones who are anal about it publicly 
and actually are laissez-faire about it privately. Like they, they actually don't have these strong opinions. I had one of my friends tell me that his girlfriend, she's pretty lenient about it as long as there's no eyes on them. But if it's a place she can quote unquote be seen, then, you know, the, the vigilante warrior comes out. You know, she's got 17 masks on. It's like one of those Russian eggs. You take one off, there's another one behind you. Take one off, there's another one behind it. Her teeth have a mask. There were a couple people I would meet in my life, and then I would see their social media, and it would not align with the person I met. And now I'm not talking about Instagram. We all know the people who show you their oh-so-perfect life on Instagram. And then we know late at night they're staring at the ceiling, anxious, you know, 145 bottles of beer on the wall, 145 bottles of beer. When I turn 35, am I still going to get offers for my pictures on my feet? The answer's no. Anyway, I'm not talking about the Instagram people. I'm talking about like the Twitter people, the people who have their outward facing Twitter personalities. You know, these people who... By the look of it, they've never done one incorrect wrong thing in their life. Everything in their life has been absolutely perfect. So they're here to tell you and they show you all these policies. Then you learned as you you obviously knew behind closed doors, they're just as much of a criminal as everyone else. They're another two face. They are two face. There is the outward facing face and that's the good looking Harvey Dent. And then there's. The home face, which, well, actually, in my opinion, the outward facing one is the ugly Harvey Dent. That's the acid burn side of them. And then the one at home that's just chill, that's the good looking Harvey Dent. Maybe the reason that Harvey Dent and Two-Face is in my head is because I actually just released a clip about online dating Two-Faces. And right now you're probably thinking, oh, what is it, somebody who, who looks like disgusting in one picture and then good in the next picture? No, this is actually... This is different. I call them the Harvey Dent girl, not the Two-Face girl, because they upload a picture with the same exact friend. So let's say I'm looking at a Ralph Macchio bobblehead right now. So let's say I upload a picture of Ralph. It's me and Ralph in my default. And then you swipe to the next one, and it's another picture of me and Ralph. And then the third picture is another picture of me. Five pictures of me and Ralph. This is the Harvey Dent profile because you now have to do a Harvey Dent coin flip to figure out which one it is. And the answer, obviously, every single time is the uglier of the two people. I guess me and Ralph Macchio is a bad example because we look too similar. But usually in these situations, there's an uglier girl trying to distract you and use an attractive girl as like a fullback, as a blocker to try to I mean, what is the ultimate goal? Did this girl really upload five pictures with the same exact friend who's more attractive than her thinking, let me get him to swipe right, then we'll match and then I'll talk to him. Yeah, he's going to see and figure out that it wasn't me. But then, you know, maybe I can turn the tides after that. Like that's a poorly thought out plan. They say you want to start every relationship on a strong foundation because that's what the relationship is built on, the foundation. Nothing like starting that foundation by indicating that you're somebody else potentially. For years, I found myself in this weird predicament. Let's say I, I were to meet somebody. You know, your average person, and it's not even their fault. They just kind of want to gauge who you are, make sure you're a normal person. So what's the first thing that somebody does? They ask for your Instagram account. 
And I have an Instagram account, obviously. You know, many of you probably follow me on that Instagram account. But you know how weird that is? Because I got news for you. When I go out, I'm a pretty normal guy for the most part. I mean, you know, uh, maybe I say a couple weird things. But for the most part, I try to be a charming, well-spoken guy when I go out. Really? Really. So if somebody were to meet me and then we exchange numbers or something like that, and then I text them, do you think I feel comfortable giving them my Instagram account when they ask me for it so that they go to follow me and see that my last 10 videos are a 10-part series on the wacky world of online dating? You think that looks good? You think that looks good as this girl is studying to be a nurse? Somebody told me, well, you know, you got to have your, your second account. Your per- I'm not creating multiple Instagram accounts unless it's a true scam account, unless it's like a Kevin Durant burner and I need it for scam purposes. But I'm not creating this like friends and family profile or whatever the hell. I know my brother used to tell me that it was called a Finsta. It was like the second. <laughs> it's the real you. You find the Finsta, man. It's the real you. <laughs> really? I, I, I got to say. If I were a young person now with all the cancelings you see on people getting fired for this, Teen Vogue got fired for tweets, fired for this, you're better off just using Snapchat and having all that stuff disappear. Now, look, some people can be dirtbags, screen record you, and I know you get a notification, but some people will do it regardless. But it is your best bet if you're going to upload stuff. Because obviously, if you're a young person, you're doing something silly, you want to upload it. You're young and you're dumb. You don't care. It is impossible to foresee what your future self might think. Okay, this is not Ebenezer Scrooge. You're just young, you're doing a wacky keg stand with a red ass and you wanted to upload it. I don't know why your ass is red. Like, that's what I was picturing. I was picturing some kid doing a keg stand and his ass was fully red, like it was whipped with a belt or something. I don't know why that was in my head. But when it comes to that weird process. I always hope that somebody doesn't ask me for my social media. And, you know, there's a certain level of honesty that I give people where I say, look, I, I do some performing and I just would feel weird knowing that like you watch this stuff. So, you know, maybe if we go out a little bit, probably doesn't sound great, but like, yo, it's the truth. And once again, it shall not set you free. I'm not the only person who deals with these social media worries. I guess this will be a decent time, and this one's not mine, and I don't even know if it qualifies, but I may as well tell you because it's worthy for Scam of the Week. It's a scam. That's a scam. What a scam that was. This was all a scam, huh? This one's called the 18 to get in, 21 to lie scam. (laughs) When I was in Tampa visiting my brother, There were other people visiting from high school. They were high school seniors visiting friends in Tampa. Everybody had went out to a bar one night. Now, I don't know how the hell you discern who's who's 18, 19, 20. You know, they all look like kids. But this kid who is in high school, and between me and you, he may be 18 minus one. So he goes out and he meets a girl who goes to school at Tampa. This girl's definitely attractive. She starts talking to him. And do you think when this attractive college girl is talking to this 18 minus one kid that he's going to say, oh, well, you know, I actually have one semester left. And then I graduate from uh, Bayside High, which used to be in Ohio and is now in California. No, no. You do that thing called lying. So this girl, who is a sophomore, I believe, if I remember correctly, asked this 
18 minus 1, how old he was, and he just went right back. Sophomore. So this girl was under the impression that, you know, there's just another college kid. College place, college-looking kid, college friends. Gotta be a college guy. And they they did, as I say, things. <laughs> they did things later in the night. Now, like I said, this kid's 18 minus 1. This girl's probably 20 years old. And believe it or not, that's just straight up illegal. I know we don't talk about that. No one ever talks about it if it's just some donkey guy. But, you know, if that was a girl who did that, like, we could be talking about long court cases. If it's a guy, you just high-five each other and then, you know, go see if you have Reese's Pieces downstairs. But that actually happened. Now, here's where the scam comes in. This girl, just like somebody who I said would want to check my Instagram after meeting me, she obviously, after the night of tomfoolery, asked for his Instagram. And me being privy to this information... You know what they do? You want to know this scam? It's <laughs> they delete every picture or archive. They archive temporarily every single picture on their profile that would depict that they are currently in high school. So, like, imagine the what the hell are those day like field like blue and yellow day? Whatever the colors of your school are, anything that signifies high school within the last year gets bleached from their profile. Also, that when the guy accepts the request, she won't know that he's in high school. But you know, I gotta ask this guy: How long does that last? Because if you accept the follower, are you just archiving that as long as she follows you, or? The minute you know this is not a thing, like the minute you get a girlfriend, do you let those high school pictures fly? Are they back? And then the big reveal happens to her when you graduate from high school and you have that picture with your arms around your buddies. And then this girl just gets hit with that high school graduation upload. How great is that? All the lies come together in that one picture. Like that picture... If that girl were to see that high school graduation picture that theoretically just took place recently, she just goes, oh, every single sentence that that guy in the picture I'm looking at right now said to me was just a stone cold lie. Every sentence was a lie. Why he's down here, who he is, what his age was. It was all lies. (laughs) Or if you're petty like me, not petty. Petty's not the, the right word, but I let things last for decades. That high school picture wouldn't go up until I graduate from college. <laughs> you know, believe it or not, this is random, unrelated fact. I missed my high school. I'm sorry, not my high school. I missed my college graduation picture for the yearbook. Like I, I missed the appointment. I didn't go to the time slot that was allotted to me. I had the wrong day, so I just missed it. So I had to give them a picture. And at that time, I didn't have like any professional pictures. So we gave them, or I did, I gave them my high school yearbook graduation in like a high resolution. So my high school yearbook picture and my college yearbook picture are the same exact picture. So if I made one of those bold predictions, like you ever see those, like the Milwaukee Bucks will win the championship in 2021. Both yearbooks, same picture? That that probably looked pretty funny. So yeah, 18 to get in, 21 to lie scam. Also at that point, the damage has been done. 
You know, the deeds have been done. I always wonder that, by the way, like, you know, so he successfully pulled a scam. He successfully pulled a scam on a girl. Then even if she were to learn, you know, all crimes have already been committed. He committed the crime. She knows he committed the crime. Like it's all the deed has already been done. So now you might as well just embrace it because at least now he really is graduated from high school. You know what? If I was a girl, if, if the guy came up to me and was like, look, I, I really liked you. I knew if I said that you wouldn't have been into me. And I was so into you. I didn't want to mess up my chance at it. So, you know, it's all I could say. I feel like I would buy that. How is that not understandable? Uh, doing that classic thing where we put a guy's mindset into a girl's mindset and act like it would be the same. I remember last week, I believe I ended the show saying I was going to give you a 4th of July story that happened a little while back. I like to be vague with the dates. I just don't want, I don't know, the, these stories, you know, these are confidential stories. So when performers are trying to accumulate money, there's a wide variety of jobs, everything from the hostesses and waitresses, bartenders, you name it, everything that you could imagine. But then there are other jobs along the way. I've even mentioned the extras and the photo doubles and the stand-ins. That's another route to go. And you take these jobs along the way as they come. I worked a job where I was doing just like this promo work for Dolce & Gabbana. It was five guys for this new line of clothing along with a cologne. And we literally just handed stuff out to people, smiled at them, took some pictures, and that was it. And this was on the 4th of July. Uh, it was actually... It was the weekend preceding the 4th of July. If my memory serves me correctly, it was a three-day event on July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And then that was it. It was for those three days. So for day one, there was just like a, this training where we got, not really training, but just prepped onto what exactly we were doing. And we met the girls who hired us. There were these two girls. We met them that day. They kind of gave us the clothes we were going to be wearing, and then they, they took us to the location we we're going to be, and then they just went over what it was that we were going to be doing. Fair enough. No problem. Nothing bad at all. Thank them for hiring us. Next day comes along. It's exactly what you would think, getting acclimated to what this job is, getting over that weird hump where you kind of got to put that fake smile on. I was like a glorified Red Bull girl. You ever see one of those girls, like the two girls in the Red Bull car, like throwing out cans to people? Do they still do that? Well, we were kind of just doing one of those jobs, but for Dolce & Gabbana. So that first day goes by, everything goes fine. Now, the girl who hired us was actually just in town from Arizona. That She came here for the event. So she hired us. She was in the process of helping put it together and assembling it. She kind of just overlooked what we were doing to make sure everything was going smoothly. And it did. So day two comes along. Like I said, it was July 1st and 2nd. And then I believe Sunday was the 3rd. And then the 4th of July fell on a Monday. Now, this girl, her plan was to overlook this final day on the 3rd and then fly back to Arizona on the 4th. One little tidbit that I didn't include about this girl, she was attractive. She was. So it turns out on the 3rd, that afternoon, like around lunchtime, she says that one of her bosses reached out to her saying that they want to do an additional day on the 4th of July and asked us if we were available because if we weren't, then they obviously would have to find somebody on short notice to replace us with if we weren't available that next day. But we were all available, so it was no big deal. But then 
you know, before we went back, she had mentioned like, you know, she had plans for 4th of July. So she was semi bummed out because she was from Scottsdale, which is a place with no lack of options of fun things to do. So she just was like, you know what? Like, I got to stay. And and she just let me know. And she had obviously had no plan. She didn't even know anybody in New York. She just came there to do the event. And they were the events were all day long, like 12 hours a day. It was like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And her plan was to get home and go probably party on the 4th of July. And then she just found out that she wasn't going to be able to do that. So I asked her, told me that. I said, look, I don't know if this is something that you'd want to do, but. I have a couple friends who are cops in New York City, and what they do is they kind of patrol where the fireworks, like the huge Macy show, are fired off. Like they they control the barriers to make sure nobody goes past them. Now, because I'm friends with them, we can actually go past the barriers and go right under the fireworks if you just want something to do. Now, many times in my life, you know what is usually said right there? Like, nah. Or, or, oh, no, actually, you know what said? Oh, I'm going to check back at the hotel, and then I'm going to let you know. And then you just never hear anything again. But she actually, you know, in that true predicament where she just learned that she had to stay and then was told that her 4th of July had nothing going and then was just presented a, you know, a pretty cool thing to check out, the Macy's 4th of July fireworks from a spot that not everybody could go to, and she actually accepted Now, remember, this is still the third, but this is for the next day. I'm letting her know. And she actually accepted. Now, I had offered to like, all right, I was like, you can meet me there, uh, meet me at this spot. And then she was just like, well, do you want to just head there after we get out? So more or less go with her. Now, look, this is still kind of business. I mean, this is strictly business up until this point. We go to this Fourth of July event. And look, it's one thing to, to, to picture how it's going to go, but, but look, as the sun's going down and they're blasting these fireworks and you're at a cool location, by golly, you may actually end up having a good time. And, and this girl, she had fun. She had fun. I still didn't really think anything, didn't think too much of it. And then kind of as it's coming to an end, I said that I was... Well, I actually was going back the same direction as to where her hotel was and getting out literally at the same stop. Now, that's a scam for another day that I could tell you about getting off at the wrong stop just to talk somebody and then lie about it afterward about where you're going. But we got onto the subway. So then when it comes to the time where we're getting out, I promise you, I don't remember who asked who. If I know myself, it was probably me. I was like, you want to have a drink at the hotel? Like on, they have a rooftop bar at the hotel you're staying at, right? I asked her to get a drink at the rooftop bar of her hotel. Now, this was the same hotel, by the way, that we would meet her in the lobby in, in the mornings. We would meet her in the lobby of this hotel and then shuttle over to the place together that we were working at. So we get a drink on the roof and I'm going to do one of my classic fast forwards. But after the drinks on the roof, we ended up, uh, where she was staying, which was a couple floors below the roof. And those aforementioned things that I talked about earlier, the same things that happened to the 18 minus one in Tampa happened to me on that night. So my boss for the weekend did that to me. I mean, even though this wasn't a real scam, this was actually legit. 
I actually don't know. I start to malfunction if there's not a scam involved. The reason I told you that whole story, I mean, I think it's a pretty interesting story, but the part that actually makes it worthwhile is she woke me up a little earlier than normal because she needed to make sure that nobody got there and saw me come down the elevator. So she made me do a decoy exit and re-enter. Like literally, hey, can you go downstairs and then just kind of walk out the door and then walk around the block and then walk back in into the lobby like you haven't seen those people in the lobby who you're going to have to walk by on the way out? Yeah, I did a fake walkout. And when I told that story once, I was told like, oh, you did the walk of shame. You know what's hilarious? It's just never the walk of shame if it's a guy. It's the exact opposite. There are few better walks in a guy's life after something like that. I swear to you, a standard morning is the walk of shame. That's the walk of shame with your crusty styrofoam Dunkin' Donuts come. Actually, they're not styrofoam anymore. They're that weird plastic, or I don't even think it's plastic. I think it's just some unnameable material. (laughs) But that's the miserable walk. The standard walk. A girl made me leave her place and do a fake walk around the block before I have to re-enter? That's a walk of pride. Just sprinkle the confetti like I'm returning to Rome like Caesar. Are you kidding me? That's what they should have had in the hotel as I re-entered it. I guess basically that whole story was really just to highlight the fact I nailed my boss. What a a dirty little Arizona girl where she goes like, have you ever done something like that with your boss? I honestly should have just said yes to throw a wrinkle into that whole question like she thought she was this badass. She said like, yeah, I think you make number, what, six? And always remember, miss, you are not the boss. There's only one, and his name's Tony Danza. There's a time for love, there's a time for this The choice is up to you, my friend Look, I like the song that I chose for the You're Still Here podcast, but I wish I had an original jingle that you heard from the 90s. I insulted the 90s people before when it comes to being so naive that they believed that wrestling was real, but man, do I wish I had my own theme song that sounded like Who's the Boss or something like that. Growing pain, show me that smile again. Or even better, I think I would prefer one of those Nickelodeon themes. I don't know who was working for Nickelodeon, but he was coming up with some of the best themes ever. Do 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 you have it? Are you still here? Are you still here? No, for my show, I should have went with this other one they had. There was a show, it did not last for long. Maybe some of you have heard of a show called Double Dare. Yes, 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 but after Double Dare, the same host, Mark Summers, did this show called What Would You Do? I remember the song was like, what, 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 what would you do? What, There's got to be something like that for... I feel like that would be good for mine. The What Would You Do with Mark Summers. Before I go, I'll talk about one final thing that happened to me last week. So I know I had mentioned in the past couple months, it started with the random Instagram ban that I had received that I started spending more time on TikTok because TikTok much to my chagrin, 
gives your videos a chance to be seen, something that Instagram just won't do anymore. It, I, Instagram is like even further limiting my reach than it already had. Remember, my videos used to amass 250,000 views and we're down to a dinky, I swear to you, I uploaded something earlier today. Remember, 250,000 views three years ago, 12 likes on something I uploaded today. So, yeah, don't think they're too excited to be rolling out my stuff. Sorry, I got sidetracked for a second. So anyway, like I said, spending a lot of time on TikTok and sometimes just to remain active on the platform, because I know some of these platforms, they reward, unfortunately, like constant posting. You don't want to go silent for like a week and a half and then upload one thing and then silent for another week and a half. So they have this great feature. I believe I'd mentioned it called Stitch, where you can take somebody's video as long as they allow you to. I'd say nine out of 10 people do is to stitch a piece of their video and then you kind of respond to it. And that is your video. Your video is five seconds that you can choose from their video along with yours. So I took this girl who I, I don't know why I keep seeing her. She gives this dating advice and I don't even know if the advice is good, but the one thing that I hate about this girl is her gimmick. She slides in to every single video before she gives advice. Imagine a Cosmo Kramer from Seinfeld, like when he lifts the leg and slides in, or as I said, Tom Cruise in Risky Business sliding across the living room in his underwear. But this girl slides in and then says like, ladies, you have to make sure that if a guy says hello, he means hello. You still say hello. <laughs> Giving this absurd advice. And so I just did a stitch. And many times I've done stitches before. Sometimes you get a, a dinky 200 views. Take it easy. See you later. All I said was what I just said to you. You know what? I said, lady, enough with the Tom Cruise risky business slide ins. Okay. No cursing, nothing like that. I just insulted her repeated use of the Tom Cruise risky business slide in. So I did that. I remember like midnight. I went to bed shortly afterward. I woke up to over 300 comments, which is essentially, since I've had my exposure limited on Instagram, I think I've had 300 comments total since 2017. And in eight hours, I had 300 angry maniacs maniac, maniac on the floor. defending this girl to the death. One of the comments, well, I mean, there's the classic insults. Yeah, so, yeah says a guy with 2,000 followers. I, you got to love that premise, by the way. So if you have 150,000 followers and you present the Pythagorean theorem, you are correct. But if a mathematician comes in, 95 followers. You don't know. You have 95 followers. I mean, it's actually scary. The amount of people that I saw live their lives based off the words of a girl who slides in all so that she could eventually sell some fit coffee and get a free comped room at the W in Scottsdale. All where that girl lived, by the way. <laughs> I told you about my friends who never give you credit for everything. You make one mistake, you're ridiculed for years. The one positive about that is we have fortified armor around our bodies when it comes to insults. Like the old, remember the old school way, the sticks and stones may break my bones and your posts will never hurt me. 
do you know what you have to say online for me to actually be like devastated? It's borderline impossible. I say borderline because I'll leave the window open if you if you if you get me real good, maybe. But but like the generic insults, like somebody, yeah, for that person who goes, yeah, it says a single guy, yeah. Well, why don't you go listen to that story about the Dolce and Gabbana event? You know what he tell you? He tell you I'm lying. You know I love that when I start arguing with a person who's not even there. I do this a lot. You know who I should ask about it? The slide-in girl. I bet you she knows. I bet you she can diagnose me from the comfort of her wooden floor that she's going to slide in on to give me mental health advice. I have advice for her, and it's come up with a new move. And I also have advice for you people, and that is if you can, subscribe on all platforms, share the podcast. Please do that for me. I sincerely always appreciate it when you do. You know I don't want to be asking this. You think I want to be asking this? I have to. You know, I'm almost, I almost do want to say like every single time I hear people talk about it, they go, yeah, you got to get it out there. You got to repeat it. You got to repeat it. I almost want to say eat shit. Okay, you're the same people who tell me hashtags work. I've used hashtags on every single video I've ever made. Not one person ever, 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 ever said, oh yeah, man, Andy, I actually discovered you from searching hashtag 92 Pittsburgh Penguins. And then I saw your post, which had a half of a second referring to Yaramir Yager's second year in the league. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to follow this guy for life. That is next week's scam. I'm going to go into that further. I mean, I don't like to give scam previews. Scam preview. The hashtag scam. All right, guys. Take it easy. If you have time, download Patreon. I know you're one of these lazy people, but last year you said you, you wouldn't have TikTok. You got that. Before that, when you had Facebook, you said you weren't going to Instagram. Just download Patreon. I know that you eventually will because somebody else you like is going to be on there and then whatever. So join Patreon. Pick a number to give me. You give me five bucks, I'll give you five. I don't know. I didn't think that one through. All right, guys. Take it easy. I will talk to you next week.